You are listening to Sick Biz Buzz with me, Hillary Jastrom. Welcome to episode 31 of Sick Biz Buzz, the sickest podcast empowering chronically ill and disabled entrepreneurs and the only podcast of its kind. Before we jump into the show, a shout out to our brand spanking new sponsor, BetterHelp, for supporting our mission. BetterHelp allows you to reach a counselor anywhere, anytime, and we know taking care of our mental health is just as important as taking care of our physical health. Scott Mulvaney of Live the Fuel podcast is not who he appears to be. This is a man with layers. And that's so funny as I'm reading this introduction. He refers to himself as a seven-layer cake, as a matter of fact, that he doesn't eat. And you'll learn why in this episode. To me, he represents a potpourri of information with all of his knowledge having been learned firsthand. Today, he is here to talk about nutrition and health and business and living that laptop lifestyle and maybe a little bit about fighting fires. Please welcome Scott Mulvaney. Scott Mulvaney in the studio today. I am overlooking a cat on the couch. I think he, you probably have a little bit of a better view than I do right now. Oh, yes. I've got a nice American flag right in front of my face and some really nice trendy hotel lighting. So, <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What about the gas fire or the glass oh, that, fire? That's behind me. That's behind me. So, oh. on, let me, I can turn around. Yeah, but the gas fireplace isn't on. So, that's why I have it to my back. I was like, it would be more exciting if it was on. Then I would have faced that. This is the hotel lifestyle. <laughs> it is. This is like even more intense than the laptop lifestyle. That's true because I actually was back and forth whether or not I was going to use the laptop today. And I was like, wait a minute. I live on the iPhone lifestyle and I have Skype as an app. Let's rock it on the smartphone lifestyle. See, that's perfect. So Scott Mulvaney of Live the Fuel, you people, I want you to listen to what he's saying. Okay. We've had people come on here that are like, I don't have headphones. I don't have my, I can't use my phone. I can't like, come on, man. Like if you're the entrepreneur, this is it. You know, you need to get a podcast going and write a book. That's what we're all doing. Let's all just, you know, jump Join in the, the line. Yeah. Be in the call. You get a drink of Kool-Aid when you come in the door, right? That's it. <laughs> oh my goodness. So as I was reviewing you, and I know you pretty well because we talk back and forth and, um, but I, you know, just trying to even go deeper into who you are, man, there is so much to talk about and I don't yes, know where you, where you want to start. I want to chat on health at some point, but wherever you want to go with this. Well, it's your show. I mean, and yes, unfortunately I am, I did not realize I was trying to create myself as a complicated per person, but I don't eat cake, but I'll use this reference. I'm like one of those multi-layered cakes someone told me one time. <laughs> so I was like, well, um, I'm, I'm glad I'm good to look at that way. I'll take it, <laughs> but, but I won't eat it. <laughs> Did I not tell you that you were a multi-layered cake? Um, no, I think it was somebody else recently, but you should have because then again, we're joining the multi-layered multi cake uh, cult as well. The multi-layered cake cup. That sounds delicious. <laughs> I don't eat cake either. I can't. Um, 
I can't have gluten or sugar. But no, I because I think, we both care passionately about the NSNG, no sugar, no grains lifestyle because of the inflammatory responses. I just had to throw that in there. <laughs> yes, we do, and always throw that in there because as you introduced to me when I was on your show, Live the Fuel, you are my co-host today. Awesome! I love the new branding. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'll send you your five percent or whatever it was we agreed. I, I actually, I just love the fact that you get it because it's like that's the whole point. Is you and I are having a powerful conversation. It's not a a strict Q and A format. So I yes. love it. It's going to serve people on what they want to hear. So let's get your elevator speech. You know, punctuate <laughs> with what is important, what you're up to, and what you want our listeners to know. Well, as a sales and marketing professional and consultant, there's part of my layer. I will not give you an elevator speech because I hate them. I think <laughs> it is old school, archaic, and it makes you sound like a robot. So that, now that my honesty is out there. <laughs> okay, okay. So, um, so when you give the elevator speech, you have to do it in a robot voice then. Well, I do my best with Mr. Roboto, and I do like to do sales and marketing <laughs> and care about health, business, and lifestyle. Because that is my podcast. We fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. Uh, but seriously, I cannot keep that going. Um, I know. I was going to tell you. I was going to be like, oh, okay. We, but that was awesome. Hey, I'll, I'll roll with it. I love a challenge. I, I love a challenge. I mean, it, let's be real. So that, I mean, part of that messaging, right, is uh, that wasn't always my tagline. That wasn't always a part of my air quote because we're on a podcast audio. We're it was never part of my brand in the very beginning. This is something that grew throughout life. And I think that's something important to your listeners, your, your sick business entrepreneurs and, and just anybody listening to this in general is that you have to adapt, you have to modify. And that's part of who I am. Uh, part of my, my core business of, I mean, live the fuel is my brand, right? My, if you want to get technical, my LLC is called fuel enterprises because I do have multiple irons in the fire, so to speak. So everything is centered around what I believe should fire you up, right? That's the fuel component. You need fuel for the fire. The tagline for the podcast, right? We fuel your health, business, and lifestyle because that's something that just became very, very passionate about me in the past 10, 15 years is that I personally have struggled with it over the years. You have struggled with it over the years. I guarantee you most of your listeners are always struggling with it. So it just became, for the podcast at least, a core component, but now has bled into my other business activities. So, I mean, for example, I mean, to add a little bit more to the layers, right? In the past year, I've really increased my public speaking. Um, in the past probably two to three years, I've increased much more independent consulting and online coaching. So, but again, if you look at me on paper, if I was trying to give you the elevator speech, you know, I have a BS in marketing. I've spent years in the health and fitness space as a part-time hustle because I care a lot about health and fitness. Like I'm a CFL one CrossFit coach. I'm a certified spinning instructor. I was a USSA ski race coach for 11 years, blah, 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 blah. I mean, I could keep going because I've adapted and I've modified and I continue to challenge myself to try new things throughout life. So does that help you with your elevator speech goal? <laughs> it's, the, it's the core of what you got to, which is you are lighting the fire in these various parts of your life, which is a really amazing concept. I like that. I like that it's a an holistic overview. And then also that you're a former hotshot firefighter. Yeah, there's some fire in there. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you yes. really, you live the fuel, you 
fought the fire, you know, yeah. and, you and sometimes your, with fuel. So yeah, and you, we, they, we used fire to fight fire. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So what you're doing right now is you're mindfully setting goals for yourself and you're knocking them out of the park one by one, more public speaking. When you're setting these goals for yourself, are you, are you actually sitting down and you're saying, okay, this is what my next goal is going to be. Okay. Now I made it past that goal. Now I'm going to get to this goal. How are you setting yourself up for success? Oh man. If, if I was having that conversation right now with my business coach, um, that would be hilarious if you're eavesdropping <laughs> in on that because it has constantly changed. And I mm-hmm. think that's something important that I kind of hinted at earlier when we started talking was things change. And when it comes to goal setting and taking go- you know action on your goals and your aspirations is that, hello, it's life, right? It's, it's constantly shifting. So I don't, I've never done the same process along the way. I've, uh, yeah, have I done making lists? Sure. Um, I make new lists every single week on my dry erase board. And then when I, if I'm really on top of it, I try and wipe it out at the end of the week and start with fresh the next week. Uh, cause that's kind of like the real time stuff. And then you know, life gets in the way. Sometimes I'll keep five to 10 line items on that board and wipe out the rest. So that's something that I'm doing right now when I'm in my home office is that uh, like right now, you and I are talking while I'm in Syracuse, New York. I literally just drove here from Rochester, New York, which is an hour and a half away. But I live in Allentown, Pennsylvania, which I left Monday night to get to Rochester, which was four and a half hours drive. So I'm a road warrior this week. So um, when it comes to goal setting, it just depends on the layer we're talking about, right? So I just gave you the hint on the dry erase board thing. I like to live in the now and in the real time. Do I have long-term goals documented? Absolutely. I'm a big fan of the Evernote app. There's your tip. I mean, you can pause while you're listening to this. Hit the little pause button when you listen to this episode and write down Evernote app. Huge, huge supporter of it for years now because anytime I have an idea in my head, I stick it in there. And Evernote syncs across my iPhone to my laptop life, as you joked around about. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can always access that content with a simple keyword search. Sometimes I literally have forgotten some lists that I've made. It's hilarious. Like I'll like I'll I'll search in my Evernote and I'll find a list that I made three years ago and I was like, oh yeah, forgot about that one. <laughs> you know, and that reminds me of a meme I just saw this week. It was of um, the advice has always been for creative people to keep a a pad of paper and a pen by your bedside. So if you have like a crazy wild dream that you mm-hmm. wake up and you write it down, right? So yeah. the the meme I saw, and this is so accurate, and I don't know if you're one of those people, and you know that I tend to go off on tangents when you and I get together. So just reel me in when it's time. But the I'll meme, do my best as your new co-host. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So the meme was, you know, under under the guise of like, you know, keep a pad of paper and a pen by your bed. This girl waking up in the middle of the night, and she madly scribbles down her idea. And the next morning, she looks at it, and it says something like, get the eggplant hose, or whatever. And while she's in the throes of this passionate writing, she's like, this is brilliant. It's a life changer. And then she wakes up and looks at her notes. Are you, do you ever do that? Um, so, yes, we can tie this all together to list building and that because, so, yes, I've, you know, we've, I think an important reminder here to our listeners is that, Everybody's at a different place in the timeline with your self-development 
uh, compared to your professional development, I do like to separate them. They do often as you grow and get to maybe at the, the points where you and I are at, um, they do start to overlap. But anytime you can differentiate them and still keep a couple of these lists separate is important. But to your point, like that little backstory there, I used to do the tablet thing next to the bed mm-hmm. uh, because I was worried about waking up in the middle of the night. However, I pride myself on my deep sleep because I'm such a I, I hate the thing to throw this word out there, but I'm all about hacking and, 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 and you know, optimizing my health. So it is very rare that I get up in the middle of the night. So I found in the past two years that the tablet gets dusty. Um, so i really don't do that anymore but i did and i will say i still have it next to the bed but it's now not on top does does that mean i'm never going to do that again no what i did was i said well out of habit you know putting in the reps right out of habit it's still there and what i found that when it does get used is if i'm doing a nightly brain dump or a good morning brain dump so Sometimes, depending on the month or the week that it's in, if I did if I did a lot of travel that week, literally that's what happens at my hotels. I mean, I have a little tablet that I travel with me in my laptop bag, so it's on the quick draw, so to speak. It's like there's a pocket that's not zippered shut, so I can just grab that puppy and pull it out. So I will do that, especially at the hotels, like I did last night and again tonight and two nights ago. So, okay, so yeah. I was the only one out of the two of us then who, when she wrote something down, it would be illegible. Or I would just like, <laughs> I would write like a couple of keywords and, I, and yeah. you know, in, in my sleep altered state, I would think, oh, this is great. Okay, good. I recorded it. Go back to sleep. No recollection. Find it later. Have no clue what this inspiration is. Did you not do that? Like, did you, were you very clear in your writing? Well, again, if it was the past two years, these have all been, you know, premeditated brain dumps, right? Uh, so it's either before sleep or after sleep. I will tell you the the morning ofs are obviously going to be more foggy. I mean, right? Because you're coming out of a what hopefully is your deep REM sleep cycle, so you're not going to be like, "Hey, I'm ready to rock!" As soon as I roll out of bed, like, let's tackle the world. Uh, <laughs> If I was, clearly I was not hitting my deep REM sleep cycle. So yes, if I had to think about comparing my notes, I guarantee you my morning ones were a little more <laughs> um, creative. We'll go with creative. Usually I, I went with a lot shorter bullet points. I'm really envisioning this in my head right now. You got me thinking. So yeah, I would probably write more at night because I was awake all day and I'm more clear with my thoughts. But then in the mornings, it was always short, right? It was either keywords because I'm a marketing guy. So I'm all about, you know, keywords and SEO and all that stuff. So it's like, oh, you know what? I have to agree with you. Yeah, my morning stuff was usually more broken up, more um, more unique, more <laughs> – I'll go. I'll go to skate with short statements. <laughs> so that's a good takeaway. That's a really good takeaway. I mean I think there's two things that are coming out of this. One is that you've just explained – why a lot of us are feeling more receptive to the flow of ideas, new information, um, fresh epiphanies and things of that nature versus when you're when it's during the day and when you're working. I very rarely have a singular, you know, outstanding idea during the day. It's usually at night. So that's the first point. And the second point is that 
I think it's really important, one, that you talked about sleep and you talked about kind of training yourself to get there. But two, it's important to mindfully set those goals. And while it may include some scribbling on a piece of paper in the middle of the night, that should not be the crux of how you are planning your business, your life, or your health. True. Very well said. Yeah. So let's switch gears a little bit and let's take a deep dive into diet. Mm, I, I don't like that word. Well, into <laughs> nutrition. Let's take a nip well, no, into nutrition. <laughs> I, I'm, no, I'm totally game. But actually, I love the fact you brought that word up, right? Because I literally have in the past, oof, probably five plus years, because I've done a lot of years, you know, thanks to the, the fitness and obviously me figuring stuff out on my own and my own lifestyle, I've become a bit of a health nut and mm-hmm. I've done coaching on this. I'm not one of these professionally certified by an organization dietitian, because let's be real, most dietitians who are coming out of the university have their head up their butt because they're being educated on archaic knowledge at the university level. I'm going to go ahead and be honest about this uh, because I've had gurus on my podcast who are doctors and scientists who back me up on this. Um, Unfortunately, we're still teaching the SAD diet, the standard American diet. That's why it's called the SAD diet. Pick up Mm -hmm. on that acronym, ladies and gentlemen. Um, It is way out of date. The food pyramid is way out of date. Actually, whoever redesigned the food pyramid many years ago had their head up their butt, and now we're paying for it. Uh, I take this very personally because I have a father who became a type 2 diabetic thanks to his overweight lifestyle when, when he was my age, he looked like me, and now he doesn't because of the standard American diet and what doctors are teaching and what dietitians are teaching and what a lot of archaic nutritionists are teaching. So now I'm gonna get off my soapbox. <laughs> I think it was. I think it's indoctrination, really. Yes. It's American yes. indoctrination. These our food and and the way that we think of them has become almost a value in a way. So of course, it, it's like an evolving situation because probably ten years ago, I was fast food all the time. And, uh, or maybe it wasn't 10 years ago, well, maybe somewhere in there when I was recovering from my eating disorder, they said, eat anything you want. Okay, great. That's fantastic. <laughs> that such a broad statement. That's so it dangerous. was, but, and, but so they dangerous. said, they said, you know, that I was dangerously underweight. I was 93 pounds and they were, they only made the agreement not to have me in as inpatient. If I would see three doctors between six and nine times a week. Well, let, let me let me pause on that. So, as your co-host, right? So, without me even being a doctor and mm-hmm. not not being there with you, can I go ahead and guesstimate without with risk because uh, I love a challenge that part of your underweight issue, obviously, you already connected to an eating disorder, was the fact that if we're not properly supplying the nutrient dense foods for our body, what happens is your body will literally start cannibalizing itself and actually yeah. attacking its own muscle tissue because of the essential needs for amino acids and, and dense nutrient issues that are being now deficient in your body because of that past lifestyle. So again, without me even being there, am I partially right on that? Oh, you're totally right on that. I had a 24-hour okay. urine done and my muscles, uh, I had muscle gases in it. So you're totally Boom. right on. Yep. So let's. So what they advised is eat whatever you want because we just have to get the weight on. Now, initially, I was like, okay, I've been freed to do this. I'm going to try and get comfortable. I drove from the eating disorder clinic to McDonald's. 
and I and I ordered whatever I want and I felt very validated. It was a very freeing feeling. And, and I do think that particular day was healing to some degree it, as a component. But I want to because we don't we already don't have a lot of time. You know, our, we were right. on together for like two hours. You and I have like eight minutes left. So <laughs> I want to switch over into talking about food versus inflammation and what mm. you know about that. Yeah. I mean, uh, I literally just had a 23 and me analysis completed. I'm bringing back on my show, um, a scientist, Dr. Anthony J. He wrote the book Estrogeneration. So there, I'm just going to throw some quick little buzzwords in there in case people want to start reading stuff because I'm not the scientist. I'm not the guy who has the data. I just know a lot of people with the data. So, right. That's the secret to business and success is you don't have to know everything, just know the people to point people to. So that being said, he's one of the many people who have uh, been on my show to justify and reinforce the importance of the key word you said here was food, as in real food, as in whole food, as in nutrient-dense real whole food that's not been manufactured. So now granted, I'm going to go pause on this. I also strongly support and believe in proper supplementation when done right as well because unfortunately that said whole food is nutrient deficient. I can speak to that because I grew up in farming and I understand that industry and I know what the hell has happened to our country and its soils in the past 30, 40 years. So going back to your fast food, that is the most manufactured lab experimented crap, right? People in labs figured out how to make a, a McDonald's or a Burger King hamburger become addictive. You know, they, oh, let's let's figure out this perfect formula, right? It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. That's not whole food. So back to inflammation. Yes, I threw out the beginning of the show, NSNG. Um, I, I got you connected with uh, Vinny Tortorich. He's been on my show many, many times. He runs that. He's a, such a busy guy. He runs uh, the Fitness Confidential podcast. He wrote the book Fitness Confidential. He is a great uh, connection because he trademarked NSNG. He owns that trademark. No sugar, no grains. Why is that so important? That man got cancer years ago, yeah. eight, not eight, nine, almost 10 years ago. Well, guess what? He's surviving. He's surviving cancer because he was already a health nut. He already didn't like sugar that much. He had to tweak a couple of things thanks to a doctor friend of his. And he became so passionate about that because sugar in excessity is inflammatory. Grains due to the complexity of they are, do not belong in our diet. So yeah, I mean, not uh, anymore. No, uh, not no. anymore. They, it's they, not they really the same. Yeah. No, and, and you see this, you'll see people will be like, why can't we eat bread? We've been eating bread for centuries. So it's because <laughs> so much has changed. It's not the same bread. It's, it's not the same not grain. It's not the same bread. It's not what your grandma had when you'd go and, over and to let's her house. And let's, let's be real. You go to Italy right now. Bread is not the foundational staple in a, a fresh, a fresh, a fresh, uh, on the, on the villa meal. Pasta is not a fresh, it's a staple. It is a very minor side dish and is not served every night. Okay. They're, they're having fresh fish. They're having fresh meat from the farm. They're eating heavy whipping cream and actual, but real butter, not overly processed milk where they strip all the fat out. All right. Uh, I can, I can go off on this forever because like, for example, we're the only, we're the only mammal on this planet that for some reason still drinks milk at the age of four. Dude, trust me, I used to chug milk as a kid, man. I was obsessed with it. But again, again, what has happened to our whole food sources over these years? So back to inflammatory, no sugar, 
no grains. I literally put butter in my coffee. That's been around since like I forget what country overseas did it in their teas, whatever. It's healthy fats. Fat is so, fuel. Okay. What about because I don't have any gluten and I don't I try to do low sugar sometimes. And it's funny. People listening might be like, oh, my God, how can you live without sugar? But you know what? You actually break the craving where you don't want it. It's a brain addiction. And it's an amazing thing. It, it, it has to be a brain addiction. And I think this is really funny, too, and this is for the ladies. I had a hysterectomy almost a year ago. And mm. I swear to God, they took up my sugar center. Because after that, <laughs> I did not want chocolate or anything. I was like, my sugar center is gone. What is this what the secret is? So, so I can give you a couple tips. Like, for example, a lot of people say when they hear, I'm ready to change anything to get healthier. And then I say, and Vinny goes through the same exact statement. I, I say, well, good. All right, let's, let's right away, let's start cutting back the, uh, the breads and the grains and get you off that ASAP. And they're like, what? What, 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 what do you mean? Like, no, I, I'm not going to stop eating bread. I'm like, okay, okay, you just said your life is in danger. <laughs> you need to remove inflammation per the doctor. Yeah. And you, now you don't want to stop eating bread. What what part of I'm willing to do anything to save my own life and be there for my friend and my family? And then that, that's that's what's why my hint there about the brain addiction. We don't realize that sugars and grains, because grains get changed in the sugars in the body. Mm-hmm. It's not a nutrient-dense food. That's why it hits your brain so fast. It, it is an addiction because it's your brain is high on that. Well, to break the high, give yourself three weeks. On average, three (laughs) weeks, I've broken that habit. You're not missing it as much anymore. No, you don't. No, you really don't. And then, like, if you have it later, and this is what this was my weird experiment that sent me into a flare because I took, um, I'm taking CBD oil. So I was like, all right, CBD oil, you know, like, what Mm -hmm. can you handle? Well, CBD oil <laughs> can handle me at my baseline crappiness, but if I get up into super high inflammatory state, no, no. Right. So it's a matter of incorporating it as part of a regimen. So I also don't have caffeine though, and I can oh, tell I can tell a huge difference from a stimulant perspective because I think it affects and I and I'm just putting this out there, but when I I'm very prone to inflammation, obviously. I'm in some type of inflamed state at all times. Mm -hmm. Today, it's very low. It's probably like uh, a 0.5. So it's a really good day. It's a really good day. Um, And if I were to drink caffeine, I could feel inflammation coming on and in my body. And I love coffee. I love it. I love it. I I would make out with it. I I make out with it every day. That's what I'm, I'm saying. A, You're such a I, coffee I fully slut. French it. <laughs> You're such a coffee slut. <laughs> I will French my cup of coffee daily. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you dirty man. So, but 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 without me being a scientist, I'm wondering. For example, like okay, well, obviously you have a different condition, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to adapt these, and that's important to our listeners, right? Is like, yes. listen, this is not. I'm not speaking the Bible, or I'm. What I'm saying is, where do you think I figured all this stuff out? It's called trial and error. I read books. I listen to books on Audible. I travel a lot. I am consuming more than a college degree probably every single year because I'm crushing podcasts and audiobooks because I'm just weird like that. 
But the point is, I, then I tried this stuff on myself and I have to give it an amount of time. When I've done body transformation work on people, dude, I tell people 16 weeks, okay? Yeah. I want you not to commit for the next 30 days. Now, yeah, in the beginning, baby steps, okay, let's, let's shoot for two to three weeks to break you of these sugar and grain cravings. Let's shoot for that 30-day window to see what kind of reduction, and I'm not talking about weight loss, even though, yeah, we see that. I'm talking about reduction in inches, the inflammatory reduction, the measurements. I don't care about the scale. I hate the scale. I threw mine out years ago. Yeah. It's about the measurements of the body. Your body is talking to you. And that's what I'm going to tie back to your coffee. Maybe because you are so sensitive, the coffee's not actually making you worse. It's actually making you more sensitive because it is a stimulant and saying, hey, man, your body's now able to talk to you even more exponentially because of the coffee. Because I am a big proponent of a healthy, healthy source in your coffee. And it, it, I'm just very intrigued. I'm wondering if it's like it's just heightened your sense of, of sensitivity where it's like, oh, hey, this is how much inflammation is going on right now because the coffee kind of like opened up that, that center of communication. I don't know. I'm not it a might. neurologist. <laughs> it, might, it might, you know, and I think even neurologists are struggling these days because the onslaught of people with chronically, who are chronically ill and, and they're presenting with neurological symptoms related to these illnesses, it, mm. it's increasing every single year because we're getting sicker and sicker to some degree because of our environment, because of the way things have changed. So, oh, yeah. I, I mean, we all have to pay attention to that, but I would urge our listeners to when you're when you're hearing about these different dietary implementations or you're taking them out of your diet, maybe try that. It's something that's important to do as part of understanding what your triggers are for those of you who have inflammatory diseases or I mean, and this could range too. It wouldn't even need to be. Uh, a chronic condition. It, it might be something like, you know, I drink chocolate milk and I don't feel good. You know, just start noticing what's happening to your body with the but food that you're putting into it. You just gave the biggest tip of the day right there, which is you need to allow your body to adapt by removing it. Once you've allowed that to pass from the body and you've had enough weeks of, of not being affected by that one component to your point okay if you don't believe it try adding it back in okay mm -hmm. because your body isn't going to be perfectly healed but now it's going to be more aware of it because you completely removed it and then if you go and try to put it back in and your body gets all pissed there's a little hint <laughs> yeah Exactly. Your body if, can now talk to you. <laughs> no, and, and it's and it's yelling at you and, and it needs you to pay attention. So what are some great, let's do like five great snacks that people can substitute out and they're super easy for people doing this laptop lifestyle where we tend to graze all day. What are your top five snacks? I could tell you literally what I snacked on all day today because I stopped at a Wegmans grocery store. It's a high-end grocery store here in the Northeast. Uh, I picked up a bag of these cool um, – they're like individually wrapped. I think they're called like Crocs. It's an Australian cheddar cheese. It's super rich. I love um, like rich, sharp cheddars. That's just me because, again, it's cheese, right? Not traditional dairy. This is not milk. People have lactose issues. Cheese and butter are processed differently. There's your tip. So I love cheese. I picked up some high-end Italian meats like prosciutto. Or you know something like that, and so I literally had prosciutto wrapped uh, 
fresh mozzarella in the car. I had Yum. little squares, little squares of cheddar. So if I just all of a sudden, you know, got hungry, I popped a couple of those down. But also, I'm not eating. Everybody's like, oh, you eat six, seven times a day, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I've been there, done that, tried that. That's BS. When you're eating nutrient-rich, healthy fats, your body is fine. Your energy is through the roof because you don't, you're not on that short, short burn cycle from the sugars. So yeah, I'm not eating sugar. I'm not eating cookies. I love meats and cheese as a fast go-to. Um, I do have a high-fat uh, coffees or espresso. Like today, I felt fancy, you know? I feel fancy. So I decided <laughs> to pick up a breve latte. So breve oh. just means you're using half and half versus traditional milk products, right? You want a higher fat content. So yeah, when I'm feeling fancy, I get a little, you know, that, or if I'm feeling extra fancy, I'll make them do it with heavy whipping cream going mm. super fatty. So, because then here's the best part. I do intermittent fasting all the time. I'll fast for two days, never more than two days, but I'm also doing a supportive fast with my nutritional program. But the point is, is that I can drink a fatty coffee or a fatty espresso and not get hungry because I'm giving my brain fats I'm giving my body fats, which are being converted to long burning energy. So you last longer. You're not on that damn roller coaster ride from sugars, from crackers and chips and 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 cookies. That that's not nutrition. There's nothing nutritious about that whatsoever. <laughs> no, but nuts. I've been doing nuts. Oh yeah. Lately. Oh, oh you love, want the nuts? Yeah. I gotta send I gotta send you some. Did you ever get the eat pilly nuts I told you about? No. Oh my God, healthiest freaking nut on the planet. I got, I, I'm not kidding you. Well, they're linked on my website. I ha, they've given me my own discount code, so I'll pass it on to you and your listeners. Go to awesome. eatpillynuts.com, P-I-L-I-N-U-T-S. They are from the, the islands of the Philippines. It is a jungle nut that's from a tree. So it's not your traditional nut. It's a tree nut. So it's from like these 100-year-old freaking trees that are growing in the rich volcanic soil of the Philippines. So these guys like climb the trees barefoot, knock all these nuts out, and then they, they sprout them versus roast them, which keeps all the original healthy fat and magnesium. Here's a little hint, cellular health, magnesium. So these are high fat, high protein, high magnesium rich nuts. I'm obsessed with them. My fiance hates eating nuts like almonds. I'm a big fan of almonds too, but the nutrient value of these nuts are amazing. So I highly recommend them. They come, they make, they make all different seasonings on their website. Mm. But if you use my code, which is fuel, F-U-E-L, I don't get any kickbacks, by the way. They, they send me some free samples once in a while. But fuel, F-U-E-L, gets you a 10% discount. So That is fabulous. Yeah, use that's, that. Use that. That's, that's so fabulous. It's nutty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, there's the cheese. Huh? See, we're getting cheesy yeah. today. We're getting, getting cheesy. cheesy. Okay, so we got meat. We got cheese. We got nuts. What about and olive oil. Fruit? Olive oil, like just so a I'm, I'm literally, shot of it. Yep. So okay, again, but I thought you did that because you have podcasts, but that you just regularly consume that. Oh hell to the yeah! So again, I'm I'm gonna plug this company again. They don't pay me. Uh, straight out of Puglia, Italy, because that's why I love Italy, and I'm not Italian. But uh, eat. I'm sorry, not eat. But uh, Villa Capelli. They're also linked on my website. But Villa Capelli, same discount code. Fuel if you get ten percent off. But these dudes. I ordered the stuff three liters at a time, a giant $100 tin, and they just they started packaging them in little travel-friendly glass bottles, not plastic. Plastic is bad. Um, but I just tested the travel bottles out in February when I went out for my annual ski trip in, in uh, Colorado. So I literally have photos of me on Instagram. I'm not hiding this. Doing a shot of olive oil in the hot tub after skiing all day. I take shots of olive oil every single morning. 
I have olive oil in my travel gear right now. Why? So, what does it do for you? Energy. It's fat. It is Mother Nature's purest, most simple form of healthy fats. Your body processes it so easily. It's not hard to process. I know this sounds weird as hell to people because like, who does straight shots of olive oil? It's not just for lubricating the vocals for the podcast. I learned about this from the same Vinny guy and his co-host, Anna Vocino, um, that other cookbook author chick, So, mm-hmm. which I tried hooking you up with too. So yeah. the point is, is it's healthy fats. Like, Here's your last tip of the day for snacking. Fatty food does not mean you're getting fat. Okay? We mm-hmm. need to different – people need to break this stigma and this dogma. Healthy okay. fats are energy – 80% of your brain tissue is freaking fat. So, so listen, not eating fat. <laughs> so listen, so I ate an entire avocado the other day. Just me. Boom. See, that is a great snack too. So we've got, Yeah. this is our leave behind for our episode today because we are rounding up where we went over a little bit, but you're worth it. So. <laughs> oh, you're worth it. Stop. Oh, you're worth it, girl. Come on. So we've got meats. We've got nuts, we've got cheese, olive oil, and avocados. Those are your new go-to snacks. Uh, Scott Mulvaney, amazing. I'm so glad you're on. I feel like we need to have you back again. I'd be honored. That'd be great because we just have this rapport, don't you think? Yeah, there's not many people who can have this kind of rapport with me. My fiance thinks I'm crazy, and you you and I actually talk better. So I told her, like, hey, don't don't get jealous. And she's like, no, at least somebody wants to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my poor husband, I'm just like, I pat him on the shoulder sometimes and I'm like, I'm so sorry. You're married. Oh my to God. Me. If, if we ever got our if we ever got our couples in the same room, she she and him would probably be busting on us nonstop. And then you and I would just probably be over there like robots running our mouths and, and, and doing shots of olive oil. So. We would. And then marketing something. Whatever. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm so glad you're on. We're definitely gonna have you back. Um, fantastic tips today. Love how you're living your life and thank you so much for being on Sick Biz Buzz. I'm I'm honored again. I love the messaging of sick biz and everything you're trying to do. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you. Mental and physical health are coveted cornerstones, aren't they? When you see someone possessing both of those traits and doing their best to share the benefit, it reaches you. I still get pissed off at healthy people just frittering away their health. I wish I could take mine for granted. And I know you feel the same way. Taking one different step a day will soon put you on an entirely different path. That's what Scott did to leave the world of firefighting and join his voice to the people making a difference through their conscious messaging. To work with Scott, please contact him on Facebook at Live the Fuel. Did you like what you heard? Please listen, subscribe, share, and leave a review for Sick Biz Buzz. Our podcast thrives on love, so don't skip that step, whatever you do. Check out sickbiz.com and the over 20 guest bloggers sharing their life and business hacks to help you keep climbing. Want even more resources, even closer at hand, literally? Text SICKBIZ to 36260 and receive our resources, podcasts, and more direct to your phone. 
and Six Success, my new book, is available for pre-order right now. Promising more of tidbits of getting ahead, mindset control, unleashing your empowerment, and even more. You can get on Amazon. Just search Sick Success and place your order. That wraps up today's show. Thanks so much for listening. Be well.